Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wish Upon a Star, your unofficial Disney song-by-song podcast. I'm Amanda the Person. And I'm Frodo the Lawyer, and this is episode 27. Though it sure feels like it's been 90 episodes of these package films, doesn't it? Yeah, we've been on the package films for a while, um, but we are only on the third package film. It is the eighth (laughs) overall movie in the Disney animated canon. This came out... Oh, we didn't, we didn't even mention what we're talking about. It's make, Oh, yeah, this is this is Make Mine Music. Make Mine Music, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, the classic well-known Disney hit. Yeah, I saw it described online as the pop music version of Fantasia, which I think is a good description of it. Yeah. Did you also read that one Tor.com article about Make Mine Music? Um, I don't know where. I, I think I saw this on, like, a Wikipedia article okay. about one of the singers in the movie. Fair enough. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if we have the same, like, we probably have the same two primary sources... And not Wikipedia even primary sources, like and, secondary sources, and this one tour article. Yeah, I know. I didn't. Um, I did not read any tour article, but I wow. did read Wikipedia a whole bunch, and nice. Wikipedia had some interesting facts. One of which is this movie was entered into the first ever Cannes Film Festival. Wow! Is it Cannes? Cannes. Cannes. First ever Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> I don't really, I don't speak French. I don't either, but from, from here, let, let, let's look it up. <laughs> Here's a YouTube clip. It has to leave. You can get this is an ad. It'll play after this ad. With Liberty Mutual. Response for Liberty Mutual. Pronunciation <laughs> of this word. Is Khan. Khan. Oh. Khan. So there, it's not Khan. even, there's not even an S. I hate that. The Khan Film Festival, like James Khan, who is in my notes for another reason that we will get or to later. Genghis Khan. <laughs> yes, Genghis Khan. That's a, a more famous Khan. <laughs> One that is famous outside of the movie Elf and Godfather. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, to get to my... To get to that YouTube video, I did have to leave the YouTube video I was watching okay. previously, which was the opening <laughs> title sequence to the Animorphs TV show. Uh, I thought you were going to say the opening title sequence to Make My Music, which I don't know how, that, I don't even remember how it goes. I watched it, you know, 20 minutes ago. Oh, I don't, I've already forgotten. <laughs> this movie is better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Still did not contain a single memorable melody no. in the entire dang thing. Not really, no. It did not make mine music. Did it make <laughs> your music? No, not really. <laughs> I mean,. I've now seen it twice in reviewing for this, so I I probably remember half the songs. Um, That's so much better go. than me. But most of for, for the most part, we're going to have to re-listen to all these songs before we start discussing them. And I think, um, you know, if you're out there and you know, like we said, we're, we're gonna, we include some snippets, little clips of the songs in the episode. But feel free to follow our YouTube links to the full songs so you can yourself review before you listen to our episodes and i it's a good way of uh catching all the little references we make yeah it's also gonna be one of the only ways to see this movie because this is not an easy movie to watch no i believe it only came out in um certain areas of the world like i read australia it has never been released in australia Mm -hmm. it was released in the u.s on on vhs and dvd but i don't think it's been released since 2000 or something like that yeah you can only find like used copies of the dvd is mm-hmm. it's not available on itunes which is where i've been watching all the movies so far gotcha so i had to resort to some 
I'm not saying we resort to less than savory means because this is a legal and good podcast and Frodo is a lawyer. <laughs> yes. But it was difficult to find this one, so I would recommend just following our YouTube links um, to get the individual clips. There's not really, like, any connective tissue between the various songs because this movie is set up like Fantasia. It's a series of shorts. Yes. Um, with set to music. And you don't miss anything by just watching the individual shorts. As someone mm. who watched the entire movie, there is nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we've been saying with the package films, it's a bunch of short, distinct segments, different sections of the film. This is even more separated than yeah. the last two, which were at least oh, tied yeah. by this Latin American theme. There were Saludos Amigos, we had the documentary elements of the mm -hmm. film that were the glue that tied it all together. In Three Habaneros, there's the Donald Duck segments that are tying everything together. There's none of that here. This is this is like Fantasia. It is just Fantasia. Purely, yeah, it's just Fantasia with popular music of the 1940s. Which, you know, if that's your thing, good for you. But otherwise, it kind of makes this movie pretty boring. Yeah, I will say <laughs> I liked it better than Fantasia. I think. Oh really? I think I I think it was because I had such higher expectations for Fantasia mm -hmm. and such low expectations for this one. Yeah. But, like, it didn't drag as much as Fantasia seemed to. I mean, I think that's also a difference in running time. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is really a lot worse than Fantasia, but, you know, maybe... I, let me put it this way. I would guess more people would agree with me that Fantasia's <laughs> better than this, but I... Well, but I how many people have seen many Make people... My Music? That, that's, that's a good point. I, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many people would be on, on Team uh, Amanda team person well people can let us know on the facebook group yeah the wishy pod club that's a good point and i i will say i was watching an old vhs copy of this i was loving those those nine those early 2000s previews late 90s early 2000s previews before the feature presentation yeah that was a great time did you have like the do 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 that's the, the music for, like, 90s Disney home video <laughs> theme now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also saw the preview for Spot, which I had completely forgotten about oh. existing as, like, a V8. I mean, I know about the books because we sell them. Is it a movie? Spot the film? Yeah, they made a series of, like, I don't know if it was a TV show or just, like, a series of, like, short movies. Oh, okay, gotcha. But they were on all the previews before mm -hmm. Disney movies of that period. And I think I either had one or just saw the preview so much that I, got, I grasped the story pretty thoroughly. So what makes Spot different than, like, Clifford the Big Red Dog? Well, Spot's a regular-sized dog. But is he, does he have a, is he red nope he is yellow with a brown spot and he also exists in a world of animals whereas clifford is like a regular uh, dog who just happened to start out very small and ends up very big and he and his so friend emily elizabeth no spot is feral, sort of his own being feral being well it's he's not even it's like zootopia basically oh, okay. <laughs> he's he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the beginning of Zootopia when all the animals are doing good. Okay, so that, that was it's actually a spin-off. You know, Disney's had this <laughs> in the works the whole time. Yeah, they're like, oh, one day we'll get the animation on Spot ready for Zootopia levels, and until then, just keep plugging along with Spot. There was also what other previews were that were really fun? The Tigger movie. Oh, that was a good time. And Toy Story two. Oh, yeah. Little did you know that twenty years from then. You would be waiting for Toy Story 4 and seeing Super Bowl advertisements for Toy Story 4. Was there a Super Bowl advertisement for Toy Story 4? 
Uh, yeah, a very brief one, yeah. Like a uh, little, you know, uh, like coming back from commercial type of thing, like, and Toy Story 4. That <laughs> hey, don't forget about us. We're still Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Yeah, I did not watch the Super Bowl this year. Uh, okay. I, I clued in briefly for the halftime show to see if they would sing Sweet Victory. Oh, right, right. And they, they did, they teased with that little SpongeBob. They, they teased it, and then it was just a half hearted Adam Levine not quite stripping. <laughs> hey, you remember how we said we we're going to make these really short episodes because yeah. no one cares much about Make My Music, and now we talk about the Super Bowl? Yeah, let's get, let's get down to business to <laughs> yeah, get defeat through the package films. The package films, yeah. That official t shirt will be available on our merch store as soon as we get a merch <laughs> store. If anyone knows how to do that, please let us know. By emailing us at wishpod at gmail.com. So, Make My Music. Yeah, so the first song of Make My Music is just the title sequence. Mm-hmm. Make my music and my heart proceed. Make my music and it's always free. The Make My Music title sequence, it is... In my opinion, a pretty standard Hollywood-esque opening. It's very, like, MGM 40s feeling. Yeah, the animation is... Uh, it's it made to look like skyscrapers with big signs that say the names of all the actors that are in the film. And they're, they're really pushing that this is a Hollywood picture. Um, they name people like Dinah Shore and... Nelson Eddy, Benny Goodman, who are celebrities of the time and are in this film. and Yeah, um, they got a good cast for this. Yeah, they, they, you know, I guess Disney had enough connections at this time that he could really pull out It's true. His, his what year buddies. was this movie again? This is movie this came 46? out. This is 46. It came out two years after Three Caballeros. But everyone was still, still recovering from that war. All the animators yeah. were still, like, coming back from the draft, so. Yeah, they had to make another cheap film. Yeah. Even though the war was over. Uh, and... As we'll, get, we'll get into this, but a lot of these were sort of uh, rejected ideas from Fantasia, mm-hmm. things like that. And you know what I love? When you, when you take a movie and you make it out of things that were rejected from other movies, you're <laughs> yeah. guaranteed to have a, just a great movie, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the title sequence, uh, yeah, this names a bunch of people. It's yeah. pretty generic lyrics. Did you did you note any of the lyrics? Not really. I mean, the lyrics were, like, kind of nice when they were happening. Like, the song isn't bad, but it's just not interesting, you know? Like, it's very, like, opening of Bambi feel as opposed to Saludos Amigos in terms of things I enjoyed. Oh, see, I'm the exact opposite. For me, this is very Saludos Amigos and not Bambi. So, But we both agree that it's more like the one that we dislike than the one right, we exactly. like. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, so some of the lyrics are just, make my music and I'll dream of you, make my music and the dream comes true. Yeah. Bonus points for being short, I will say. Yeah. yeah. Nice short song. Uh, so that's the Make My Music song. Those are literally, the last note I have on here is it does get bonus points for being short and like the rest of this wild movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the whole movie is 75 minutes long. Which it, is actually like a, a, a solid length. I yeah. didn't actually, I wrote that note before I watched the whole movie. It didn't feel like it was dragging and no much. All right, look, real quick letter grade i'm gonna give it a d for didn't we just do this one because to me this is very similar to salutas amigos which we just did two episodes ago yeah and i'll give this one a a a, a d number equivalent <laughs> like a three i guess for didn't we just see this in bambi yeah <laughs> agree to 
to disagree similarly. Yeah, uh, so this is going to be three... Disagree in the way we agree, yeah. Three making musics. Mm-hmm. And a partridge in a pear tree. Um, We're going to be moving through this pretty fast, yeah, y'all. Yeah. We're trying... There's not a lot to talk about. We want to get through it. This is going to be a multi-song episode. Pew, pew, pew! So the first segment of the the movie originally was something called The Martins and the Coys. Now, yeah. did, did you have a chance to watch The Martins and the Coys? I did not. I read a lot of stuff about it, and I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't need to watch this one that was cut for gun violence, but also could have been cut for a lot of other things. Yes. I, about the Hatfield and McCoys clan, but, like, with gun violence. Yeah, so I watched it. I'm here to provide all of you listeners at home and Amanda all of the reasons why this <laughs> is not a, not a good movie or not a good uh, scene or <laughs> section of a film for 2019. And I'll tell you why. So first off, Please. it is – it's a modern – adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Well, not really modern. Well, it's it's the Hatfields and the McCoys, right? Uh, kind of. I don't know what the Hatfields... I know the Hatfields and the McCoys are people that were feuding um, families. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's where the names come from, at least. Yes, that's, where, that's certainly where the names come from. Yeah. They're essentially two hillbilly families. Uh, one has Which a son... Which is already that, just like... <laughs> one has a son, one has a daughter, and... They literally kill everybody. Like, there's a fight, and they kill everyone except for the son and the daughter. So everyone else is, like, up in heaven sitting on clouds, like, for most of the the short. And so while they're up there, the guy and the girl, like, get to know each other and flirt, and then they fall in love. Uh, But, you know, in this whole process, obviously, there were a lot of guns, so that's, like, problem number one. Uh, Problem number two is that, you know, we're portraying country people as a bunch of, like, redneck right. that you just all they care about is like guns and whatever um and then the final punchline of the film is also problematic is that um when the romeo and juliet figures get married they move into a house together and then immediately they start domestically abusing one another with guns and, yeah. and punches and all sorts of Ooh. stuff like that i hate it i'm glad it's cut from the movie i think we should just scoot on past yeah, exactly. It also contains no original songs. So we're <laughs> not worried about it. All right. Yeah. But, you know, it did contain an original song, I guess. Blue Bayou. Yeah. So Blue Bayou is not the same. It is unrelated to the nineteen the nineteen sixty three song by Roy Orbison, which was later covered. Yeah, that made by it really hard to YouTube. Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. When you Google Blue Bayou, it's just it's not gonna come up as Disney unless you very very specifically. You need to put in Make Mine Music, Blue Bayou. Yeah. It also popped up with a... Uh, first, I did Blue Bayou Disney, and it came up with a restaurant in Disneyland, which well, is Well, that's the it. thing. It's the only, like, lasting impact that Make My Music seems to have had, and the package film seem to ha- seems to have had, is various restaurants in Disneyland <laughs> and Disney World. Yeah. Casey at the Bad is also somehow mm-hmm. something in Main Street, USA. Yeah. Casey is Casey's, is Casey's like, ice cream corner. Mm-hmm. And then also Pecos Bills, which is going to be in um, Fun and Fancy Free. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that, uh, you know, when they built those theme parks, they really wanted to keep all the history alive. Um, yeah. And to be fair, Blue Bayou is one of the more, like, respected restaurants in Disneyland. Oh. Yeah, I did not get to go, because I've only been to Disneyland once, and I did not get to go there. But, like, people really like it. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not one of the most well-respected songs by me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice transition. High five through the mic. So this is sung by the Ken Darby singers, who are slightly noteworthy. Ken Darby was a... 
uh, choir director and composer who won three Oscars for film scores. But more interestingly, he did the vocals for the Munchkin Mayor in nice. The Wizard of Oz, uh, which would have been seven years before this. You know, we, we've talked about eight films now, and it, it kind of gets lost, but, like, you know, not much time has passed. We've, we've right. kind of been they, in the they're, 30s They're really and moving 40s, them through. But, uh, yeah, so he's these are all 30s and 40s type people, and he was in Wizard of Oz. Uh, this was originally going to be in Fantasia with the tune... Uh, with, it was going to accompany the musical piece Claire de Lune, another French word that I don't... I think it's just Claire de Lune. Claire de Lune. Yeah. Um, which means moonlight or light of the moon, which would have yeah. made sense. It's uh, a nice song, too, Claire de Lune. People like it. I'm pretty sure I've played it in band before. Yeah. You may have as well. Did you like the song that they actually chose, this Blue Bayou song? That Tor.com article that I t- told you about, which I'm going to pull mm-hmm. up the name of it because I'm going to reference it several times um, over the course of this. So let me just... Um, it's called Kind of Just Throwing Things Together, Disney's <laughs> Make Mine Music by Mari Ness on Tor.com. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's a great art- article. I'd recommend it. Um, but um, they called it An Excellent Cure for Insomnia, this yes. short. Yes, yeah. And that is accurate. Yeah, I said that... These are my notes. I'll just read through them. Um, <laughs> no story or anything happens. Four minutes long and long I put in all caps. Uh, it holds on to single shots for an incredibly long amount of time. Maybe it's pretty. I don't know. I guess it's okay as a lullaby. So those are my notes. <laughs> yeah, mine just says, like, boy, I bet a story would be interesting. Like, I the duet, it seems like a fine duet. I couldn't really understand the lyrics very well when they were being sung. I mm-hmm. paste, I, I copied them into my notes so I can read some of them now. Um, because I, I know you'll put a clip in, but since people probably won't be able to stand those either. So just some of the beginning lyrics. Roll along blue bayou through the silvery foam in the deep where sleepy shadows roam while we roll blue bayou in your dreamy light. Memories echo in my heart tonight. I hear the echo of our song of love murmuring low and here am I still haunted by the ghost of long ago. It's chill. Yeah. I don't care about it. Yeah. To me, it... It's a, and it's just, like, two, like, cranes in the animation, like, flying through, like, an Everglades-esque, like, forest, just for some context there. A blue bayou, as it right. were. Right. I, I think that we should emphasize, not only is there no story, there's really no action with the animation. Like, it, it's 30 yeah. seconds of looking at a moon, 30 seconds of looking at a stork be still. Well, that also is... Cheaper than lots of animation. The less yeah. things move and the more they get to stay on still pictures, the less money it costs. Which is a trick they employ several times in this movie. Yeah, and, and like they use the multiplane camera here, it seems like, to kind of make it look like this same image is moving in some way, but it's they're, they're zooming in on one image. It's, yeah, like I can, we can tell Disney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do a podcast. Come, we know, yeah, we're, we know we're, stuff. we're Disney podcast experts. We know things. I'm ready to give this a grade. I don't know what you Great, think. let's do it. So I already graded the Stork's uh, song in Dumbo, the mm-hmm. Look Out for Mr. Stork, which I gave a D minus. And now, you know, now I... Now you regret that? Now you see how bad Storks can be? It, exactly. You know, I didn't think I was ever going to have to grade another Stork song, but <laughs> unfortunately I do. 
and unfortunately this one's even worse. And you know, I, I was already I already set my standard of that one as a D minus, so I have to give this a lower grade. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it an F plus. Wow. Uh, for and the P and the plus is for painful. Because it's painfully boring. I'm gonna give this one two out of ten dying egrets because I kind of mm-hmm. felt like a dying egret listening yeah. to this. I just didn't care. That's the thing about this, all of these. Like they're all fine. But if I don't care about the song, yeah. Like I, I listened to, I watched this movie like eight hours ago, yeah. and I remember like almost none of these melodies. That's what it sounds like. And now I now I'm gonna lower my grade even more. Yeah. Now that I remember what it sounds like, no. <laughs> but like like I I feel like we're being kind of harsh, but also. Yeah. No, no. Like something that is especially problematic is since the Martins and the Coys was cut from the movie, Blue Bayou is the first section, the first short of the film, and I cannot think of a more boring way to start off a right? cinematic experience than like here. Look at this bo- really boring lullaby song, and I, it just for me when I watched it the first time, it just lowered all my energy, and probably is a reason why I found the whole film so hard to get through and boring. That's fair. I mean, I, I think what happened is when Disney re-released it, they didn't really care or like about mm-hmm. what people thought, so they didn't think like, well, maybe we should move one of the other sections. Right? Up it's like, well, you already Blue bought Bayou. the DVD; we don't really yeah. care what what happens to exactly. it. Exactly. Um, they figured that the only people buying it anyway were people that wanted all the Disney films, you know, on DVD. It wasn't people like. Right, they're seeking not it out watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've covered two songs already, and before we move on, there is one thing that I want to do for these package films. Now, obviously, you can tell we, we're already thinking pretty negatively of a lot of these songs, but... <laughs> I really we, think that after, after the next one, it just pick up a little bit, just for some for your listening pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it, it will pick up, but I want to make... Um, I want to introduce a new little activity for Ooh. the package films. I'm excited. Uh, so... We're Disney experts, right? We've covered a whole bunch of Disney songs. We know what makes a good Disney song. No, we're certified unofficial Disney experts. Right, exactly. We know what makes something good, what makes something boring, what makes something, Mm -hmm. you know, just have that little bit of something that makes it memorable, you know, like uh, such great songs as, I don't know. You might say that, like, things require one little spark to light your fancy. The songs (laughs) take more than what your eyes see. One yeah. little light can make your fancy fly. There's more to Disney songs than meets the eye. So I want to submit a challenge to both of us. And yes. that challenge is... To use how... our imagination. Exactly. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go on. Yes. The challenge is if you could make one change to this song Ooh. to make it better, what would your change be? So Blue I... Bayou, we have these storks. They're doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It's dark, it's blue, and the song sucks. <laughs> what would you do? You, only, you can only do one thing. I mean, it, okay. can be a, it can be a big change. Like, you could, you know, like, take Lilo and Stitch and just, like, plop them in the middle of the water. Like, we, it can be something like that, but just, what is your change? Yeah. Um, I would... Hmm. Can I offer two options? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, one, I would take... I would move the animation entirely and replace it with the animation um, from Bambi when Bambi and... Um, Phelan are in love. Okay, yeah, I can see that. That that gives it a little bit of a, a characters to follow. Yeah. Alternatively, I would Lion King one and a half it, where we just take everything and see what's <laughs> sort of going on from the the other angle, while Timon and Pumbaa get into hilarious antics, sort of surrounding it. So Timon and Pumbaa are like behind the camera. 
So, like, have you seen Lion King one and a half? I did, but, like, probably in 2001 or something. Sure, sure. So, in Lion King one and a half, specifically during um, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, you're seeing the song, like, sort of off in the distance, and Timon and Pumbaa are the ones who, like, accidentally cause all the chaos when, like, the rhino sits on, um... Oh, right, On the... On Zazu um, at the end. And, like, you're sort of seeing, like, what's going on, like, just to the left of what's happening in The Lion King. I want to see what's happening, like, just to the left of these cranes as Timon and Pumbaa, like, get into antics and cause the cranes to fly about. Oh, are they cranes and not storks? I, I think they're cranes. This. Oh. Yeah, I, but to be fair, I could be wrong. I yeah. wasn't playing, paying that sorry, close of attention. Sorry, bird people out there. Yeah, we got birders who listen to this podcast, I bet. Probably. Yeah. I know some, some people who are birders who I could have easily guilted into listening to this. Yeah, yeah. So. so sorry, guys, uh, but I can't keep apart all of your <laughs> birds that are involved in boring Disney songs. Yeah, yeah. They're, but they're yeah, th- together. Those are my, and I will let you pick which of those um, two things I should go forward with. Mm. I so the Timon and Pumbaa thing. Uh, to be honest, I'm a little worried that even if we moved to the left, on, on <laughs> it the would screen, be the same there, thing. To the left. Just be, yeah, there'd just be more boring blue stuff. So I like the idea of putting the Bambi characters in here. I think that it would give us something Perfect. more to follow. So I like that. And it would Good. still be re- related, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it kind of sounds like Love is a Song. Well, I like Love is a Song. Remember, yeah. I, I increased the grade for that. But yes, no, I, yeah. I like, I like Love, your idea. Love is a Song is the one that they play while they're being in love, right? It's there, Can You Feel yes. the Love Tonight? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it's a similar dark animation with kind of right. light blue highlights, yeah. Right. Okay, yours. Go ahead. Oh, I have an idea. Do I have an idea too? I, I like. Yeah. I think we're sticking with your idea. Okay, that's fair. You'll, we'll we'll compare for the next one. Yeah, I'll come up with an idea for one of the other ones. Yeah, I did do two for that one. So, yeah. okay. But next is a segment that we both actually liked. I think. Yeah, all the cats join in. Now, this one is a little bit tricky in terms of whether or not we're counting things as original songs or Don't not. Don't take this away from me, Frodo. <laughs> so, all the cats join in is a song by the Benny Goodman orchestra or not orchestra whatever he's a big band leader so it's his Benny Goodman his band. quartet plays later I don't know who, who was that played this specific yeah. one but he originally recorded it in some fashion in 1944 mm-hmm. uh, but then he also recorded it for this movie and it's not really clear what happened first and you know generally I thought it's all close enough in time that it's not like they took some really old song and and added lyrics by someone else and didn't involve Benny Goodman at all. This is the, it's the original artist doing the song again. Um, right. You compared it to, like, if Elton John released Can You Feel the Love Tonight, like, on D- on disc, like, the year before. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it because we liked it. Yeah, we liked it. Um, and it's our podcast. Yeah. So we do what we want. So, Benny Goodman. Did you look into Benny at all? The, the BG? Not too much. He's an interesting fellow. So he is involved in the whole swing and jazz movement, and he is known as the king of swing. Uh, he was very popular in the 30s. So getting him mm-hmm. involved in this movie, like, kind of, I mean, that was a, a big a big coup, a big yeah. Uh You might know him as being the band leader who famously recorded uh, Sing Sing Sing. Which Ooh. Is a, like, that's like... Every you know, marching it, band in the world has played that song. Right. It's like if, if any, you know, if people, someone's like, what's swing music? I don't know what that is. Then you can just kind of like sing, 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 dun, sing in dun, your head. And it's dun, like, oh, that's dun. what it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, fun fact, we did that my senior year of high school in marching band, mm-hmm. and my um, band teacher wanted to have people swing dance during, like, one of the inst- quote-unquote instrumental breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think it was just a break where the woodwinds weren't playing. Um, and so me and one of my friends, Emily, um, ha- choreographed our own, like, swing dance number that we did very briefly during that break. So we'd, like, drop our flutes, or my piccolo and her flute, and, like, run to the front of the field, perform a brief swing dance number, and then run back to the field. That's very high school band. It really was. And then we did it, like, in parades and stuff, too. We'd, like, get to that part, and we'd just, like... It was always when we were stopped at the parade, but we'd, like, drop our stuff and, like, go do a quick swing dance and come back in again. Yes, very, very high school band. (laughs) (laughs) It was delightful. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, so, interesting fact, Sing Sing Sing... I mean, I know these are all interesting facts, but, you know, this one's even more interesting. <laughs> this so, is the like, most really interesting of all volume. the facts. Uh, Sing 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 was written by... Yeah, wait, Lu- if you're driving, pull over. This is a really interesting fact. It is. No, I, and, you know, I've, I know I've been saying throughout this episode, like, oh, interesting fact. Like, did you know that, uh, you know, this, that guy was a munchkin? Like, I, I, I know those are kind of lame facts, but this is actually <laughs> interesting for people to like Disney. The song Sing Sing Sing, although it was made famous by Benny Goodman mm-hmm. as the the band leader for the band that performed it, it was written by Louis Prima. Now, do you know who Louis Prima is? I don't, but I feel like I'm going to feel shame when I realize who he is when you say it. Now I'm, I'm thinking his name could actually be pronounced Louis Prima. Regardless. I, st- I still don't know. He is the guy who performs King Louis the orangutan. Oh. Orangutan. However you say that. Yeah. Interesting. So he... What year did Jungle Book come out? I think of that as a very different era than this. But exactly. I guess it's... Yeah, you, you you think like, oh wow, that's like you know modern stuff, and this is such old timey stuff. But it was only twenty five years later, I believe. That's fair. People um, can 20, still function twenty five years yeah. down the road in their careers. Yeah, even less than twenty five years. You know, this was because that was yeah. the late sixties. So that is interesting. But Frodo, I don't want to hear you sell your facts short. You bring a lot to this podcast, and yeah. we all appreciate you. <laughs> everyone, take. We're going to pause for three seconds, where everyone can applaud for Frodo wherever they are at. That was me as well. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. yeah, let's continue onwards. But not, yeah. you know, be nice to my friend Frodo. I guess if people are listening to our Make Mine Music episode, <laughs> they probably care about the weird facts. <laughs> These you know? are the dedicated fans, and we appreciate each and every yeah. one of you. Yeah, for those Please. of you who clicked on the wrong episode, just like, <laughs> I don't know, skip to the, the 2024 episodes where we were talking about Beauty and <laughs> the Beast. Um, yep. Okay, well, this song, um, do you want to go through a little bit of, like, what actually happens with the animation and the song and everything? Yeah, so this song's got all the cats join in. It features very few actual cats, unfortunately. It's referring more to jazz cats, you know. It's a group, mm-hmm. of, group of kids, group of teens uh, getting their music on. But the way that they do is that the animators are drawing it along, like, as they go. Yes, it's so, like, very much like Saludos per- Amigos, where we yeah. had that the same in the end with the watercolor. Yeah. yeah, so they'll, like, draw it on, or and they'll, like, if someone, you know, if... If someone, like, needs something to do, they'll draw a phone for them and they'll pick up the phone. Or, like, in one scene that is considered quite risque and really made quite a splash um, in 1940s, um, there's a girl in the shower. Um, nice. and, and the animator's like, yeah, well, it's a teen girl, so calm down. Um, don't be weird. Um, but, like, as she steps out I of mean, the shower... How you, how, wait, wait, how do you know she's a teen? Because she's a jazz cat. You can't oh, okay. be you can't be over 18 and be a jazz cat. That's... I forgot to, to, you know, read my jazz cat constitution before yeah, I... Exactly. Sorry, I take back all of my ooing. Yeah, also they were going to the malt shop. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she, that's a teenager. Um, but she, like, as she steps out of the shower, the animator, like, draws a towel for her really fast. 
mm-hmm. um, things like that. So it's actually a really like if you were gonna watch one short from this entire movie, I would watch this one. The animation is really cool, and like another example of what we talked about in Three Caballeros of them really being able to take advantage of these shorts to explore cool animation styles. Right, take advantage of the medium being um, being animation. There's even some stuff that's that reminded me of as we talked about it. In the last episode, uh, welcome to the Spider Verse or whatever. Yeah, enter, yeah. Enter, enter the Spider Verse. What, yeah. is, what is it called? Spider Man um, Enter. Spider Man and in into the Spider Verse. Into this, but yeah, I don't know. It, I've just been calling it Spider Verse for so long. Now. Right. Well, we mentioned the last episode. We talked about how Spider Man also does that. The, the Spider Verse does that. A interesting thing of taking advantage of the medium. There's a similar stuff here where the. Uh, as they transition between scenes, it looks like there's a page turning, like it's a comic. And yeah. then even at one point, there's words that pop up on the screen. Um, one of the, the little girls says, goodbye. Yeah. So it's, it's Or yeah. like you, you, when the phone rings, it says like, ring, ring. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better example, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I really liked this one. And then so it's like this girl gets called by this boy and she like ends up going down to the mall shop and there's a bunch of cool dancing and they also eat one of those giant cartoon sandwiches and like yes yeah. man <laughs> i have always been in super into the giant cartoon sandwiches they always look so good so do you were those real sandwiches in the 40s though like was that a thing back then and that's why they portrayed it in this cartoon i don't know i didn't look up sandwich history i, I feel like i, I failed you i'm sorry no I, I just looked up uh just look up benny goodman now i did also look up the origin of the term hip and cat because Ooh. you know there are, there are cats here now there was a term in 1940s subculture uh called the hep cat oh yeah H-E-P i know all about the hep cat. cat they're the ones we were like snap and they got their berets and they beat um i thought those were beatniks the beatniks came later okay well regardless yes hep cats they had they were hep which hep yeah. eventually becomes hip yeah, I actually Somehow. knew about that from the movie White Christmas, as we've, oh. I've talked about before, because there's this one number called Choreography, um, and one of the lines Anna Kay sings is, Heps who do steps aren't stepping anymore, they're doing choreography. No. So, wow. So yeah, those, those hep the, cats. Yeah. yeah, so these guys are, they're hep cats, that's who they are, but they're nice. these kids. Yeah. I, I mean, now, it is sort of interesting because, you know, jazz and uh, it was very much associated with and oh, oh yeah, these are all African white Americans. people, yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, these are all a bunch of white kids in a very suburban-looking town. Um, yeah, this is like grease-level whitewashed of, right. of these hepcats. Um, last, very last picture show, which is another movie reference that is not grease, yeah. but similar stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, but yes, the uh, the hepcats. But but it it is cool that there's. You know, jazz music, which is where that that kind of those terms originated with yeah. all the jazz. And, and like, it's doing. a fun jazzy like number. Like, I I I called it very generic, acceptable jazz. Like capital G A Z J, capital G A J, generic, acceptable jazz for mm-hmm. for the white kids. But it it, I think that even if it is a little generic, the fact that the animation goes so well with the yeah. music really accentuates it. And well, the thing, I it, cared about the characters a little bit. Yeah, and even little things like the uh, the car that they're driving in, the engine is, is – there's like the little gears are popping up and down to the beat mm-hmm. of the music. There's – just every time that there's a, a little – like a, a drum beat, someone's like hitting something on the screen. Yeah. They, they very much you – know, whereas like with Blue Bayou, like – they animated that for some other song, right? You, know? you can tell, and then like it's just not even correlated. This, it was very clear that the animation was 
intended to go along with the music, and I think that's very cool. Yeah, kind of, kind of an Aristocats feel. Now, I will say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, point. Very good I have to call out the one super gross thing they did with the animation, where a woman, where one of the girls was like trying to get a boy to notice her, and he wouldn't. She glares at the animator, and the animator like makes her thinner, like erases yeah, her a yeah. little bit, and then the boy falls for her. I did notice that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's clever to like change their bodies with the the eraser, but right. like not in the context of like. Women need to be skinnier to, you know, right. be happy I just felt like and attract men. That's not when you just say out loud, that's not cool, y'all. Yeah, we yeah. also saw that part of the short. That part's not fun. But the rest of it's delightful. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing to read some of the lyrics, or you want to play a little bit of it? Just yeah, we'll, kind we'll of play a little bit of the lyric portion, because most a lot of it is instrumental, but there's some fun lyrics, too. Hop in the old Jalop band. Hit. For the malted shop band All the cats join in Down goes my last two bits Comes up one banana split And all the cats join in All the cats join in Like, I want to join in mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm into it Um, Actually, Professor Frodo is going to make a quick appearance And Ooh. he's going to explain a little bit about The swing music beat Perfect. I'm excited. This is Professor Frodo's Word of the Day. Today's Word of the Day is swing. Swing music was a popular music style of the 1930s and 40s that grew out of jazz music. It was usually played by big bands, which were small orchestras featuring trumpets, trombones, saxophones, rhythm sections, and other instruments. Swing, like other terms such as groove, can be used as a word to describe the feel of jazz or swing music. In trying to describe the word swing, one music historian said, and I quote, You can feel it, but you can't explain it. Do you dig me? The term swing also can be used more specifically to describe the rhythm or the beat of the genre. A swing rhythm, as opposed to a straight rhythm, divides the pulse of a song unevenly, alternating between short and long durations of notes. This is often done through swinging eighth notes. Two eighth notes that are played with a straight rhythm would each have the same length, whereas two eighth notes that are swung would give a longer length to the first eighth note and shorter to the second. A rhythm with a quarter note and two eighth notes where the eighth notes are played straight would sound like this. Quarter, eighth, eighth, quarter, eighth, eighth, quarter, eighth, eighth, quarter. If that same rhythm was played swung, it would sound like this. Quarter, eighth, eighth quarter, eighth, eighth quarter. That beat was really swinging, and that's my word of the day. This has been Professor Frodo's word of the day. Yeah, I had a couple more notes on the song. Um, One is that... There's a little girl in big shoes. That was something that stuck, that stuck out <laughs> stuck out to me. Second, there was a guy playing ukulele, and then they kicked him out of the. the yeah, I think shop. he was like too good at music, and he was going to steal all the girls. Was kind of the impression I got. Yeah, because all yeah, the boys so. kicked him out. Uh, and then oh, the, the other note that I have is that when all the friends join, all the cats join in. Yeah. to the car ride uh they're all doing sort of like 1940 stuff like mm-hmm. one of them is like hitchhiking doing the thumb thing one of them is raking leaves two of them are playing football and then the most outdated weird thing of all there's a girl holding a bunch of books which is just totally outdated hey 
Hey, wait a second. <laughs> that was that was a zing at you, Amanda. That was a mean zing. I wrote that down, and I was like, this oh, is going to be Frodo. funny. I, I gave that nice speech before about about how you about should be kind to, to my yeah. friend Frodo, and now I regret it. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, well, you can go ahead and grade it. I That's all I had to say. I might give it a lower grade now just to spite Ouch. you. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. Bouncing cats. Mm-hmm. I know we mean all different things, but like this is all out of make my musics, out of bouncing music notes. <laughs> huh? I just realized my my word document with all my notes on it is called make my music notes. I just realized, huh? Oh, music, music notes. notes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Six out of ten music notes. I had fun. So this is going to be an interesting grade for me. I have not entered anything into my top ten. Since Love is a Song, which is number 10 right Frodo, now. Frodo, really? Well, in order to get a top 10, all you have to be is a B right now. <laughs> I, I haven't really been giving the highest grades. Uh, I'm going to give this a B plus, though. Hey! So this is now going to be my seventh favorite Disney song of all time. Wow, that's not going to last very long. Time. No, but it's it's. Uh, I'm slotting it right behind Casey Jr. And right... I'm putting it ahead of Silly Song. You know what? I think, take, honestly, take I think that's fine. Song. I can't can't remember how silly song goes either so <laughs> well silly song is, a, is another sort of um it's a bunch of dwarfs playing in a band you know why wouldn't like real yeah uh, why wouldn't a real band? band like be better than them you know yeah that's fair that's fair but, but i do want to point out that you know the animation is really bright and colorful and creative like you're saying um it, everything's very well thought out there's not a not a second that is or a, a corner of the screen or a second of the animation that was just a thrown away bit it was all very well storyboarded yeah. and planned yeah i liked it a lot all right well we've now gone through about half of the songs in make my music so I, why don't we uh just table it for now and we'll come back tomorrow and learn more i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> perfect i can't wait that transition was smooth and easy and i think everyone's excited to learn more about make my music yeah so make sure you show up again tomorrow for uh, it's not even gonna come out tomorrow. I don't know when I'm gonna. It'll be next. It. It'll be like a week from like then. Three weeks from now. Whatever. Just, just <laughs> listen to the next one. All right. Bye. Yeah. I'm Frodo. <laughs> I'm Amanda, the person. And thanks for listening to Wish Upon a Star. Keep making my music. <laughs>